if someone has a win rate of 50 uh, 50 percent and their average risk to reward is two to one dude that person has a winning system but the problem is they'll deviate and don't maybe one trade they won't hold for the two r right and then that screws up the statistics one hundred seventy three thousand five hundred and ninety seven dollars that's how much funded trading plus paid one trader last year since taking the industry by storm in 2022 in total funded trading plus has paid out millions of dollars to their funded traders and there's absolutely no reason why you can't be their next big success story listen guys if you want to be a professional trader then this is the prop firm for you their programs have paid Payouts within three days, no time limits, and up to 90% profit splits. On top of all of this, they offer an achievable scaling plan that you can take all the way up to $2.5 million in funding. Their 4.9 Trustpilot rating is a testament to their team. They provide a 24-7 support on live chat and have an ever-growing 10,000-plus trading community on Discord. Make 2023 your best year ever with Funded Trading Plus. Find out more about Funded trading and get 10% off now using the coupon code podcast at fundedtradingplus.com. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin, the new trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin, the new trader, shares his journey with you. your trading preference was it growing your own money or was it the funded accounts that really allowed you to really build up and start making that money it's funny because like when i was starting out that platforms weren't really readily available back when i was really getting into the uh, forex niche right like in 2018 maybe they were around i just didn't know about them i only really re uh, learned about them last year so in 2021 so i, I was kind of trying to grow my own capital in the beginning what worked for me though was kind of like flip accounts. Uh, like I'm pretty sure you're familiar with like a few people where they just kind of like their, their philosophy is like this. You know what? Like we have all this leverage. Let me if I have thousand dollars that I like I'm willing to put into account. Let me put two fifty into account four times and then just try to go like you know full margin type of thing. That's kind of how I was approaching it in the beginning. Um, obviously, kind of like seek that. Like you know, tweak that. Didn't really do it like that. I'll still go for like big flips, but I wouldn't risk the whole account. I'd risk like maybe like you know. 15 20 percent you know what i mean only on big picture plays so like on h4 daily plays that i think okay this is gonna sit for a massive move i can scale at, at this level even if i lose 30 percent of my account that's fine because i can possibly triple the account right that's kind of like the, the way i was going about it um pretty much majority of like the beginning of my career and then going into la last year when i learned about prop firms i'm like you know what this is kind of interesting um, and I've talked about the story multiple times where like, you know, um, I saw trading LP. He, he mentioned this on your, on your podcast as well, uh, funding talent where they kind of just screwed a lot of people over. I was one of them. Um, I had gotten funded with them. Uh, mind you, that was my first experience at the time. And, and I'm like, all right, I just got the account in one week. Cause I was going, I was going heavy on the challenge to try to get it ASAP. And yeah, man, that was just, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Cause I, I first weekend had like about like $2,500, um, and profit then they then they send out that email saying they're oh yeah they're changing the rules and they ended up going under so i didn't actually go, start the funding route again until like earlier this year and since then man i've been like 100 like conscious on prop firms because it just makes more sense like why would i want to risk my own money so how do you approach it Five hundred thousand in funding and this is across how many different prop firms 
Yeah, so right now it's actually um, only have about 300, but I'm actually working on a few challenges right now to bring it back up to seven. Because at the peak I had, it was 700K throughout multiple uh, firms. Uh, now it's like, all right, I'm the, the goal for next year, man, is just to try to get funded with as many as possible and just to diversify the risk a little bit. You know what I mean? So the way I go about it now is very similar to kind of how Trading LP talked. Uh, it's funny because me and him talked about it as well, where because we because the thing is when you when you combine all the accounts together, right? Whether it's a via trade copier or let's just say you have um, like one I'm using right now, my funded effects, like they have up to 300k capital, right? So if I max them out and then putting all the 300k the problem with that is right especially if you 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 max out other firms and you put all the accounts together for that firm the problem is like you're, you listen man trading you're 100% going to go through a drawdown period so i'd rather go through a drawdown period maybe on like one or two accounts if i have let's just say five accounts in total 500k a bunch of five 100k accounts i'd rather kind of diversify the risk in that sense also when you have multiple funded accounts man what people don't realize if you have multiple strategies let's just say you have two to three strategies one intraday, maybe one swing trade. The beautiful thing about it is like you can go ahead and actually diversify risk in the sense of like different strategies. You can trade one strategy with one account, one strategy with the next account and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the goal of what I'm trying to do going into next year is just, you know, max out as much funding companies as I can, not combine all of them, have, you know, combine a few of them. Because if you have, let's just say, like, because my goal is like to have over a million in funding by next year. Mm-hmm. If you have over a million dollars in funding to have like 10, 100K accounts might be a little bit much. So then you can use a trade copier for like, you know, to mix and match some of them. But yeah, man, the biggest thing I think is um, diversifying the risk on having multiple funded accounts. Don't don't combine all of them. Again, I know some, some people some people prefer combining them like, you know, that works, too. Like I'm not I'm not like talking bad about that, but it's just what works for me is kind of diversifying have multiple funded accounts that way. You know, you, you always have an account that may be in drawdown, but you also have an account that may be in profit and you're getting multiple splits from different accounts. So you mentioned that you were up like 700K in funding and then now you kind of went down a little bit. Um, like, how do you handle and process those losses? Yeah, in the beginning, it's tough, man, because it's like, damn, I just took a long time to get these accounts. Um, I remember I talked about it publicly on Twitter when I had my 400K FTMO account like early in the year and I was withdrawing like, decent sum of money every two weeks right um and then like you know and then um i think it was like on btc where i hit like the max daily loss which was unfortunate the account was still in drawdown but it's like damn i still had like three thousand i still had that three percent on the 100k account and they were all connected right so the whole 400k was all connected on the trade copier um and it sucks man because it does like because this is typically what happens and if um you can even relate to this as well i would assume right like where if you lose an account you're just the first thing that goes to your mind is like, damn, I have to do the challenge again. That's that's where my mind immediately goes to whenever I lost a challenge. So that's why that's part of the reason why I, I, now I just kind of like, you know what, every account is going to be separate. So that way, if I blow one, I'll still have like six other. Um, but yeah, man, it's difficult. You kind of have to process it. I mean, listen, you just have to accept it, man. It's like it's kind of like life. You know, when something bad happens to you in life, that's out of your control, even though that's kind of in your control. <laughs> but nonetheless, it happened, right? You you stressing about it and then you allowing the emotions to linger into the next challenge that you take or into the next trade that you take is not going to benefit anything, right? If you blew an account, listen, man, you just got to move on. Like it's, it really is that simple because what's going to happen is if you allow it to kind of linger and stuff like that, you're going to go into the next challenge just trying to, okay, let me oversize so I can get the account back right away. 
But then it's like, all right, you know what? Let me let me slowly just take my time. If you need, listen, that's the thing. You don't have to trade right away. If you blow an account, you could take the rest of the week off and just kind of regroup. Because if if you're kind of like emotional still going into the next day, you're going to make a lot of bad mistakes. You might buy another account and blow that the same day. That's happened to me before, you know. But over time, you start to get used to it and understand like, all right, you know what? Especially if you have multiple accounts, like, all right, I blew this one. It sucks. Let me just take, you know, let me just take the rest of the session off. Let me take the next day off, whatever. Um, and then I'll regroup and then go back to trading the way I usually trade. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you just like, you just kind of have to like man up a little bit and then just accept it and then move forward, man. Cause it's done. Like you, if you blew an account, it's done. You can't, you can't get it back, you know, unless you finish the challenge again. I actually just, I just messed up a challenge, bro. And I was like, I'm just, I'm over, I'm over December. Like I am over <laughs> December, bro. I think personally for me, when I've won all my challenges, I've come in even kill, bro. Like no emotions, just flowing, just floating. You know what I mean? 100%. But when the emotions start getting attached and you start looking at, man, I'm down 3%, man, I'm down 4%. You know what I mean? And all of that stuff starts boiling up. That's when... Like, you just at a place where it's like, you're going to have to have a lot of self-control to build yourself back, or you just got to take a break, or just table it, bro. Just table that one and just be like, yo, let me jump in demo, or let me jump in my small live account. You know what I mean? I keep a $100 account, like, just to get my reps up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then build that confidence back, and I'm like, let's go. Let me get another one. Yeah, listen, man, you, you nailed it on the head, because that's really what it is, because it's like you said, Every I think if every person who's been profitable um, for a specific set of time, if they go back and reflect on that, that that's spur of profitability, right? Like they'll realize like most of the time they were following rules. They were, like you said, even kill. They were just in flow state, right? Like anyone who's played sports or who's, who's ever like done anything. Um, yeah. In terms of like, you know, physical activity or sports related, they always talk about this thing called flow where like you just, you just feel like, like let's say if you're playing basketball, right? Like there's just some days you can't miss, you know what I mean? Just because you film it, you know what I mean? Every single time it just comes off your hands, it just it just feels good, just feels right. Same thing with trading, man. The only difference is the same thing with sports, right? You're gonna have bad days as well. You're gonna have bad days in the gym, you're gonna have bad workouts. But the thing is with trading, when you have bad days in trading, it's like, what do you do after that? That that's that's the key because listen, man, I could have a bad day, I could follow this. This is what's so difficult too, man. You can do everything right and still have a bad day trading. That's the hard part. You can see two perfect setups, right? You could take both of them. You you didn't over-risk. You followed your game plan, and you'll be down 2R. But then it's just like you can't think of it like that. I was talking to a, a friend of mine because me and her, like, we're kind of back-testing a specific strategy. And the strategy, we would have, let's just say, maybe two or three losses in a row. But because the system produces 3R, one trade would take away three losses. So let's just say it's going back to that prior example. And this is why people have to shift the mindset, man. We would have three losses in a row back testing, right? Like a specific system. Now that second, the fourth trade would actually, because the target is three R, we would actually make back the losses, right? Then the trade after that was another winner. Then now I'm up three R in five trades, but I lost three of them. I won two of them, so I'm less than fifty percent, but I'm up three R, right? So for people like you know, for people who might not be familiar with what I'm talking about in terms of R, just like how many, how much R units are you risking? So if you're risking hundred dollars per trade. You know what I mean? One R would be minus 100. Um, but yeah, just like, because I don't know, like if, if someone's a beginner, they might have that question. But yeah, man. So like, again, so if I'm up 3R, right? With that example, I'm up 300 bucks. 
The problem is people will be down 300 and they'll completely deviate from the system. So now think of it like this. Imagine I had done something differently in that back test. Right? So imagine I lost three trades in a row. Didn't follow the system, the fourth trade. And I was up, let's just say, you know, you're in the trade. Maybe I didn't risk the same amount. So instead I risked 50 bucks and the target hit 3R. Now I'm only up 150, so I'm still down. However, if I just follow the protocol, risk the same amount per trade, and stuck to the target because that's another hard thing. You'll be down 3R, right? You'll down 300 bucks. What happens is you might be like oh, up 2R and you're like, you know what? I'll only be down to 100 if I take this, if I take the profit. You know what I mean? But the system, again, everyone's system is going to be different how you manage the trade. But then you're like, but if you let it go, you actually be at break even. Then the next trade, that that plus 3R, again, that puts you at that, at that, you know, plus 3R multiple. So that's why you don't, again, you don't know because probabilities, you don't know what's the sample size of trades are going to lose. You could lose two trades in a row. You could lose four trades in a row and then have four winning trades in a row. It's all random. You know what I mean? In terms of like the winning. So that's why it's like important that you have to stick through it throughout because that's the only way the probabilities and the statistics are going to play out. Because if you have a win rate of, it gets all math, man. If someone has a win rate of 50, uh, 50% and their average risk to reward is two to one. Dude, that person has a winning system, but the problem is they'll deviate and they'll maybe one trade they won't hold for the two R, right? And then that screws up the statistics. Or maybe one trade they over leverage because they just lost two trades in a row. Then that third trade loses. You know what I mean? And then they risk a little bit less on the fourth trade. You know, like all these nuances and variety is what messes up a lot of people. And it took me a while to like learn this, man. Even like like even when I was profitable, like going into last year, I wasn't even thinking like this. And then this year is when I started to think about, about a little bit more structured because, again, with funding programs, they kind of force you to be a little bit more understanding of risk management and risk protocol because you can't risk half your – I mean, you can technically because of the max daily loss. <laughs> but you can't <laughs> risk like, you know, like 30%, 50% because there's – like you don't, want to, you don't want to go near that daily drawdown. So you, you got to make sure that you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to learn – I'm going to – I'm going to tighten up my risk management strategy and my trade management just to, to make that possible. And again, it's not sexy. That's the thing. A lot of people, they're like, oh, especially on Twitter, man. Like if you're on Twitter, you'll see a lot of people trying to like dissect the markets to the T. And it's like, dude, you guys can do all this studying, all this like technical work, like you were saying. And it doesn't matter because if you're not focusing on how you're actually going to approach the market from a risk management and trade management perspective, all that you're not you're not going to reach this holy grail like i don't care what people think they know like dude you could have a 75% win rate strategy and still blow an account if your risk management is off you know or if your psychology is off or you're not able to perform or you get scared after taking maybe two losses in a row so yeah man i 100% agree with that like people have to understand and get a grip like you know what learn the technicals learn multiple systems especially if you're a beginner find what works for you you know refine it and then focus on like, all right, just execute, execute, execute. And then from the execution, from the data that you provide from your trades, you actually will have a subset of data where you can actually like, all right, you know what? My, like most of my losing trades have this variable. So whenever this variable is present, I'm not taking that trade no more. And then you actually could get a better system just analyzing your data. If you were starting a 100K funded challenge right now, what would be your risk management plan? So give us risk to reward, give us lot sizes, how you would do your stop loss. Break that down for us. Yeah, man, it's interesting. I get this question asked so often, especially like, you know, from like my members, like people on Twitter, Instagram. Um, again, because people see it like, again, like if, if anyone's following me for a little bit of time, 
who's watching the interview, they'll see like throughout the year, just passing challenges. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll blow, I'll blow a few challenges as well. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone, listen, man, everyone going to blow a few challenges. The way that the risk management is set up, you kind of have to little over risk a little bit on the funded, at the, at the very least for the phase one. Because let me, let me, let me talk to people like this, man. The profit target is essentially asking you to make, uh, let's just use, you know, like, okay, nowadays 8% is pretty standard. So they're asking you to make 80% on an account. So if you have a 100K account um, and then they're asking you to make 8%, they're really asking you to make 80, 000, um, I'm sorry, 80% because your risk is only 10,000 bucks, right? And then some of them, they even have only $8,000 risk management. Uh, I'm sorry, $8,000 daily drawdown. No, I'm sorry, max drawdown. So if you have 8,000 max drawdown on one firm, like, and then you, they're asking you to make 8%, you pretty much got to make 100% in that scenario. So it's like, if they're asking you to make 100%, dude, you're going to have to risk a little bit more. Now, everyone's like, oh yeah, do you risk 1%? Like, man, listen, 1% is 10%. That's the reality of it. Because if you're risking 1% of your drawdown, it's it's going to be minuscule. So let's just say you, someone can only lose $10,000 on an account, right? 10% max drawdown. If they, can only, if they risk only 1% of that, they're only risking hundred bucks. So you have to kind of risk 10%, which is a thousand bucks. But people are like, oh, but that's 1% on the hundred K. Yeah, but you don't have a hundred K. You only have $10,000 to risk. So you have to risk 10% realistically. But I think when people kind of, I, th I think it does something psychologically when people kind of accept that fact, like, you know what? I have to risk, you know, maybe 10% of my drawdown. Then it becomes a little bit easier because you're like, all right, as long as I'm not net negative 10 trades, I'll be good. For me personally though, Whenever I do a challenge, I'll do them like every now and then. I don't do challenges every single week, every single day. You know what I mean? I got to be in the mood to do one. But whenever I do it, man, like the market has to be setting up properly for my for the way I like to trade. And also I have to be in the right mental space. And then I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll risk 1% to 1.5%, which is really 10 to 15% of my overall drawdown. So I'll, I'll risk on a 100K account, $1,000, maybe $1,500. And in terms of risk to reward, I'm usually getting two to one. And then next year, I'm trying to implement a system where it's just it's going to be either, like you said, stop loss or TP. I'm going to have like, you know, like adjusting stops at specific um, target levels. But I want to have that 3R TP because, again, over time, it's not about like this week. It's not about today. You know, it's, it's about, like okay, over the span of a quarter, how many times does that 3R get hit? If it's consistent enough and it brings my win rate and risk to reward together where I'm actually very profitable, I'd rather do that and focus on the long term versus like, okay, I just took two L's today, but again, it doesn't matter because maybe after three, after a quarter, I'm actually up maybe 15 R, you know what I mean? Sticking to that risk management protocol. So that's what I'm focused on next year to, to keep it as stagnant three to one risk reward. And I'll experiment with other accounts as well. Maybe hold it a little bit longer, maybe trail it. But for this, for next year, uh, specifically for challenges, man, three to one risk reward. And yeah, just stick to a system doing that. That's and also cool. risking one. Yeah. Risking like, you know, 1% to 1.5%, which again is really 10 to 15% of your max drawdown. You articulate yourself very, very well. You sound like a Forex professor. Um, <laughs> are you teaching traders? Are you helping traders or anything like that? Yeah, man. I actually do have like a training trade academy. I actually started it in the summer of this year. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, and I'm trying to add a little bit more stuff going into next year, primarily on like Forex funding, because I realize majority of the students, man, they all want to get funded. Like, and again, I listen, man, I've been a byproduct this year because of funding programs. I'm not ashamed to say that. Again, if I again, 
for because pe- I know people like if you're on Twitter, you'll see what I'm talking about. But like people always try to talk down on people who trade funding, and I'm like, listen, man, go on my Instagram. It's one of my pin. It's one of my pin posts where I flipped twelve thousand to forty two grand in one month. Like I can go back to trading my own money, but I'm not. Like, why would I risk my own? If I, if I deposit ten grand, it's the same thing as me getting a hundred thousand dollar account. You know what I mean? It's the same exact thing, realistically. Yeah, you have stipulations, you have um, limits, but like, listen, man, if you're losing five percent max daily loss, right? So you're losing fifty percent of your account. Like, listen, man, that's not good risk management to begin with. Now I understand because some people are like, oh yeah, as you grow the account, the max daily loss doesn't change. I mean, listen, man, that's fine. If that if that's not your forte, then Stick to stick to your own personal like no, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's all personal preference. But yeah, man, like I pretty much like that's one thing I do want to add incorporate into the academy next year. I already have a section where I talk about like you know going about funding how I pretty much go about it. But I'm gonna make a lot more in depth and add like specific strategies, even though the strategies are on the course. But make it specific to a challenge because like we said, man, if you're risking one percent, you need to lose you need to lose ten trades in a row or ten trades net negative. So I'd have like, like, you know what I mean? You just can't be below minus 10 R. And again, the only way someone's probably going to do that is if they go on tilt, they start taking garbage trades, they start chasing, they start doing all the mental stuff. But if you have a full system that can kind of like guide you to a past challenge, in my opinion, man, that's the best way to go about it. Especially if it's super structured because you don't want, I, I mean, I would want actually your opinion on this as well because I talked to so many people and they all agree with this where like having a, mechanical system where it's like all right you know if i see a b c i'm going to execute this way that way i'm going to adjust my stops this way my trade management is going to be either stop loss or tp it makes it so much easier to execute man because it's just like all right i'm just here placing the trades and that's it you know what i mean then then you can go back to your rules and like all right what am i supposed to do in this scenario what am i supposed to do in that scenario and it becomes so much easier versus discretionarily where some people they'll just like all right what am i going to do today they open up their charts and then they're like, okay, well, this looks like a sell. Maybe I'm just gonna start shorting here. And it's like they'd have no, they have no process, they have no system on when to get in, when to get out. Um, and honestly, that's been my the biggest improvement this year for me as well. Especially with, and that's why I like the idea of funding programs, man, because they make you, they really force you to to kind of fix up that risk and trade management portion of it. Because if you want to pass a challenge and if you want to maintain a funded account, you kind of have to abide by that. It's not like, you know, with your own account, especially with five to one, 500 to one leverage, we can just kind of go all in. You know what I mean? So train and trade is your academy and where you're helping folks, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. We have a private discord. Um, it's also like a website where like all the video content is out there with the strategies that I use, how do I go about funding programs. Um, and yeah, man, that's all included with the thing. We also have like, you know, bi-weekly Zoom sessions because the reality is people, you know, people are going to have questions, which is like normal. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, also to get like a bunch of add-on videos. So if I feel like, okay, people are struggling in one aspect of it, I could just make another like, you know, 10, 15 minute video, upload it to the site. And it's again, it's like a one-time payment. So people don't have to constantly pay and keep up with it. So if there's one thing that you want to share with traders, one thing that you want to leave them with um, that you think they should know about you, that you think they should know about trading or any encouragement that you would give them, now is that time, brother. Yeah, man, I think um, I'm going to leave it with this because I, I always have a soft spot with beginners because, you know, that that pain in the beginning when you don't really know what you don't know. I know I keep repeating that, but it's like so true, man, because I I just want to tell beginners, man, make sure that like when you're studying a system, give it some time, right? Give it maybe two or three months. um, 
and especially as a beginner, learn multiple things, man, because you, again, you don't know what's going to resonate with you. You can learn from someone who's profitable, who has a profitable system, it not resonate with you. And then what happens is you think that person's a fraud. You think that system is flawed. And as a beginner, because you can't take accountability for yourself. Most people can't as a beginner. Because again, you, you, you don't know. You're like, oh, why is this not working? This guy must be faking something. You know what I mean? So I would suggest, man, just learn from, learn a bunch of different things, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's paid stuff, you know, incorporate multiple things. Give it some time when you're testing it out. Don't just trade it for like a week and then it doesn't perform one. You're like, all right, well, this is garbage. Let me move on to the next thing. Try and stick with things. Um, give yourself the time to actually develop properly. And yeah, man, that's that's the number one thing I think a lot of beginners should understand. And also understand the concept of risk management, trade management. I know a lot of people, they think it's cliche. They think, oh, yeah, this is like the boring stuff. But like, honestly, it's, it's that's all it is. Remember, guys, statistically, it is impossible if you have a specific win rate and a specific risk to reward multiple that you're getting on average. It's statistically impossible if you're risking the same amount every trade to be to be negative overall. So hopefully people take that uh, to heart and they actually take that advice. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's really what I want to just uh, tell even even beginner traders, intermediate traders, advanced traders. I think that piece of advice would really help a lot of people. Omar, thank you so much for stopping by the Forex Beginner Podcast. This has been a very informative interview. Thank you for breaking down to us how you would approach a 100K challenge and just giving us a new way to look at how to approach these challenges and the reality of what we're actually doing when we're taking these challenges. I really, really appreciate it. Listen, guys, if you enjoyed this interview, we look forward to running into you at the bank. That's me and Omar. When we pull up, you should already be walking out of that bank with a duffel bag on your shoulders and a big smile on your face. We believe each and every one of us is going to be successful with this skill. Till next time, God bless you. Tell somebody you love them today, and Calvin and Omar will holler at you later. Peace.